Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey gang, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It's time for another show. We're gonna do it again today. Welcome everybody, welcome. We're just gonna get going here in just a second. So thanks for joining us today. I appreciate everybody. And uh, as we get going here, don't forget, it's text the show Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays now. So if you got a text mess, if you got a question, you want us to answer it, feel free to text the show. We uh, got nothing but time. We'll take our time and answer everybody's questions. So go ahead and feel free to text the show and we'll get going here in just a second. While we're waiting for a few more people to jump on, gang, don't forget the shirt. If you show up wearing one of these shirts to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival, you're going to get free stuff. We're going to be handing out free stuff at the PCS show. So... That is on March 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And if you show up, you're going to get, you walk in with one of these shirts on or what we're going to do here at the end of the month, or excuse me, the middle of February, we're going to start selling um, pre-ordered shirts and you'll be able to get them. Your phone just jumped off. You might not be on the, the, the Wi-Fi. You're going to be able to pre-order these shirts and we'll have them for you at the show. So just swing by our website right now, your saltwater guide and uh, check it out. See, paused. Okay. All right. I don't know why it keeps pausing over here, ladies and gentlemen, for Instagram, but gang, just visit our store, your saltwater guide, the store. That's where you're going to get these shirts. And then by uh, the middle of February, you won't have time to get it delivered to your house in time for the show. So we will uh, be pre-ordering shirts in the middle of February. You'll be able to pick one up at the show, but it won't be the same as showing up at the show, wearing the shirt and getting the free stuff. And then we'll have plenty of shirts to sell at the show. There's Marley. He's just waking up. He was down for a little while. Now he's up. He wanted, he heard we're doing the show. So he's in. There's our little buddy back there in the back. Our baby kitties are at the doctor's today. They're getting some, some girl stuff done to them. So you won't see the baby kitties on the show today. You'll see them back on the show tomorrow. But um, we're also giving away that trip on a bowline sport fishing. Kelly girl is going to pick the name out of the box. On February 1st, you only got a few days left. And how do you enter that contest to win a free trip for you and three of your friends on bowline sport fishing, going after the big bluefin? Once this weather all straightens out and the bluefin start biting, Justin, his deckhand, I'm going to fly up from Cabo and go fishing with you. And we're all going to go out on the bowline sport fishing and go see if Justin can't find us some bluefin to catch. 
We'll make sure that it's going to be the right time of year and everything comes together and everybody's got an opportunity to catch one of those big bluefin. So how do you enter that contest? You just go visit our store. By visiting our store, you don't even have to buy anything. Just by visiting, that's going to qualify you to win the trip. And then Kelly will pick your name out of the hat. She won't know if you bought anything or if or if you didn't buy anything. But she, oh, Marley, yes, you want that's Marley screaming right there. He wants to make sure everyone knows he's here. He's jumping around back there. That little mirror you see behind me—that's Marley's favorite toy. He loves to look at himself in the mirror. He just thinks he's the most handsomest little monkey in the whole wide world. I was able to pick this monkey up in Mexico City. No, you cannot bring this monkey into California. He won't be at the show with us. The, the great governor of the state of California would take our monkey away from us, and we're not going to let that happen. So Marley will not be at the show. Kelly Girl and I will be at the show at the PCS show, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March. We'll be there. We'll be hanging out. Dave will be speaking every day on the stage on the stage over there. And then uh, Kelly girl and I'll be hanging out in our booth, answering questions. And uh, we'll have plenty of swag there at the show. And we'll be having great discounts on the website for people that want to sign up that aren't already members. And we'll be doing a lot of explaining about the website. We'll be hanging out in our booth. Also, Justin will be there with Bowline Sport Fishing. He'll be pre-booking some trips with some phenomenal discount. If you book at the show, so come on down to the show, the PCS show. It'll be fun. The cats, I don't think so, Jack. I don't think we're going to try to herd cats around that show. That'd be kind of gnarly. But, gang, don't forget, text the show. Kelly Girl's standing by right here next to me, sitting on the floor, waiting to answer any questions that you have. And people are already texting their questions. And those of you on Spotify and Apple and Megaphone on the podcast, don't forget, you guys – can all text the show by just sending us a text. You don't have to do it during the show. You can do it today, this afternoon, after the show. Just text us whatever questions you want me to answer and then listen in tomorrow. And I'll be more than happy to answer any questions we get. Also, another thing, gang, on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, every day we post the live shows. Right after the show's over, we post the live show on the website. You can go back and listen and watch. And then uh, this weekend's going to be spectacular. I put together a phenomenal game plan. I talked to a lot of people that have been poking around the last couple of days out there on the water. We have a lot of good things for you to see. And then we're going to give away another shirt to the very best fish report that comes in this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you can leave your reports over on my website. Or I should just call it our website because we're creating this great great community over there of people that are sharing their experience out fishing and their love of fishing. And it's a really cool thing. You want to get involved over there. You want to be a part of it. It's the best, most safest place to go and talk to each other. And you won't have any negativity and no one will be beating up on you. So we're just going to dive. Now we've got a handful of questions. We're just going to dive right into the questions. Mark Rayer, how you doing, buddy? Chrissy, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Jack, Chris, Jimmy, oh my gosh, Mike, Lewis, thank you, everybody. Augie, thanks for joining. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Don't forget, 
Over on uh, Instagram, you can leave badges. Over on TikTok, you can leave gifts. And on Facebook, you can leave stars. And they all matter to us a lot. And we appreciate each and every one of them. So please feel free to send us anything you can. Help feed all our rescue. There's a Marley. He's like, send me some, send me some bananas. I want some bananas. He loves bananas. He's checking it out. There he is. There you go, Marley, making a big appearance on the show. There he is. He's going to pee on the shirt. All right, so let's go. Here we go. Here comes some questions. Okay, here's John. a question from Mike Lewis. And he wants to know, how do how does he clean and prep lobsters once he gets them home? All right, Mike Lewis, that's great. My good friend Justin Botrell is going to make a phenomenal video this weekend about cleaning lobsters because I got caught with my pants down and I didn't. I didn't make that video and I don't know how I missed that, but it's super important. So here's what you're going to do, Mike, if I can describe it in a great way. This is how we clean our lobsters. So by law, you cannot detach the head from the tail until you're in your home that, and ready to cook it. That's the law. Okay. You can do it anywhere you want. I'm just telling you that's the law, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to take that tail where the tail connects to the carabus, the head, you're gonna take a knife and run it around the edge of that just to break the membrane. Then you're just gonna give it a quick twist and that's gonna remove the tail from the carabus. Then you're gonna take one of the antennas, crack it, pop it off, the antenna off. You're gonna lay that tail upside down. You're gonna look at the, uh, the butt, if you will, the butthole, you're going to look at the butthole. You're going to take the antenna, the part that you broke, and you're going to push that up the, the butthole of the lobster. I'm sorry. I don't have a better way to say it. You're going to slide that up the butthole. All the barbs are going to be facing back towards the way out. And then you're going to push it up in there. You're going to give it a half a twist and you're going to pull it back out. And that's going to clean the, uh, the poop off out of the tail. That's the cleanest, easiest, fastest way. We're going to make a video on how to do it. Justin's going to help me with that. We're going to get that up on the website as fast as we possibly can. Hopefully this weekend he can catch some lobsters. But that, that oh, my big cat just knocked down a whole bunch of stuff downstairs. Go okay. ahead and read another that question. question here. I made, made a big mistake. That was from John Stanley. Oh, Mike John Lewis. Stanley, not Mike Sorry. Lewis. That's why John's over here going, thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. That's it. That's it. Right That's here. all the questions we have. Okay. Nobody wants to give us a question today. No one wants to text the show and give us a question. Remember, there's a free T-shirt involved by texting the show. We give it away one free T-shirt. Kelly Girl's on a mission to give away another shirt today. But we want to say happy birthday to Lori Buchanan. Oh, Lori Buchanan. Won. Happy birthday. Lori Buchanan's birthday today. Happy birthday, Lori. And then... Uh, as we're cruising along here, we don't have any questions, so we're just going to dive right into this lobster thing. I wish that someone would send us a question, but that's okay. I understand you're shy and you're scared. But as far as lobster fishing goes, gang, this weekend is going to be absolutely incredible. It's going to be incredible because of the fact that we had so much movement, so much fresh water running into the ocean. It is going to be a spectacular weekend of hooping in Long Beach Harbor, in LA Harbor, up in Santa Monica Bay, 
down in San Diego, and then at Catalina, my gosh, I put together one of the most uh, informative game plans for Catalina this weekend, and we talked about some areas that we hadn't talked about for a while that are really going to crawl good this weekend because the weather's going to be mellow. It looks really, really nice Friday and Saturday. Then we got another wind event coming on Sunday in the afternoon. It's going to blow really hard on the outside. And then there's a rumor that there's some bluefin out on the Cortez of the Tanner Bank. So we threw out a little bit of a game plan for out there. I don't know if anybody's going to go spend all that money on fuel for a maybe, but maybe somebody will. Maybe somebody will go look around out there. Okay, we, I think we got a question. Oh, my gosh. We do. This is from John Stanley, and he wants to know um, uh, what topics will you be covering uh, during your seminars at the PCS Show. What we're going to do at the PCS show is what we used to do back when we were able to get in front of people and do our shows live. We're going to do the basic five things that are super important to have on your private boat because 99.9% .9 of my members are private boat owners. So we'll go through that and we'll go through it quickly. And then the last 15 minutes, our last 10 minutes, probably we'll open it up to questions. But, um, I like that that format when I talk about how the five things I believe that are the most important things to have on your boat, it's very, very fun. It's very comical. It, it's a lot of fun. The people get a big kick out of it. I have a great little stand-up routine I do about it. It works really well. Everybody loves it. Every time I do a live seminar at one of these trade shows, every seat is full. And uh, I'm going to stay with what works for us. When the people stop coming, John, I'll stop doing it. All right. Here's okay. Here's a question from Cubby. All right, Kevin, Cubby, Paul. Hey, Kev, we forgot to give you any of that shrimp and that fish. So Kelly and I are going to make a little gift package and maybe stop by later today and see how everything's going, if that's okay to swing by the house. But go ahead, Kev. Let's let okay. it rip. He wants to know, what's uh, your favorite way to cook and eat lobster and easiest way to cook for beginners? All right, here's how Kelly and I have done it forever. And we, Kelly was just talking about, yeah, the show gets put up on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and uh, Megaphone, and it gets recorded and put up on our website every single day, Chrissy. So every single day the show is there. And that the trade show, we do that. We'll be taping every one of those trade shows, every part of it. I will be, my crew will be there and it'll all be videoed and it'll all be available on the website right after the show. Every day, the, the seminar that I do at the end of Thursday, it'll be already up on the website. Same with Friday, Saturday, Sunday. As soon as the show's over, we'll be up. Okay, so... Back to what Kevin was saying. What is my favorite way to cook lobsters? This is the only way I like to eat them. I do not, I do not like to cook them on a barbecue. I do not like to bake them in an oven. All those things cause the lobsters to get very, very dry and very chewy and very gristly. So what I like to do, my shop, you got to go online. It's your saltwater guide, the store, your saltwater guide. Go to your saltwater guide, click on the store, and you're in. But listen, we take, and I've been doing this forever, and when Kelly and I first started dating, I would come home at night after lobster fishing all night, and I'd make her a lobster milkshake. 
what I do is I take a big pot of boiling water. I put some olive oil in it and some fresh garlic powder. I'll put some garlic powder in there or some fresh garlic and some olive oil. Then I'll get it to a roaring boil. I get it just boiling like crazy. Usually what I do is I get home from lobster fishing, put the pot of water on, jump in the shower. By the time I get out of the shower, the water's boiling like crazy. I'll drop a couple of tails in just flat boiling water. Watch that boiling water. It's going to get a big white foam on the top. I take a ladle, scoop the foam off, throw it in the sink. Then I look, I pull one of the tails out if it looks pink, because they're going to be a dark red color. But then when they get cooked all the way through, they, the tail itself looks like almost pink. I'll pull that tail out. I'll split it right down the middle. I'll pull the meat out. I cut it up into a bunch of little pieces. I throw it into a big tumbler, like a lot of you like to have your drinks out of. I like to have my coffee in a tumbler. I'll put it in a big cup. I'll throw a half a cube of butter in there. I'll throw it in the microwave for 20 seconds. Ding! Pull that out, mix it all up real good, and then feed it to Kelly in bed while we're watching a good Netflix show in the middle of the night. Or like I like to, I, I would rather just watch one of my videos, but Kelly's like <laughs> overwatching my videos. So. Yeah, I like to watch myself, but that's how I like to cook the lobsters. That's how I cook them when I'm making a big dinner too. I'll take those tails and I'll lay them out on a plate, all boiled like that. Then I'll take some fresh mashed potatoes and I'll get an artichoke. And that is my, that lobsters, mashed potatoes and artichokes, I'm in heaven. I can eat that every single day. All right, we got any more questions? Uh, okay, yes, we get more All right. Okay, um, this is also from Jack. Jumping Jack. He, Where'd Marley actually, go? He had two, he had two questions, go? but there he is. He, what's the best place to catch bait at Two Harbors? All right, here's the problem, Jack. Over there at Two Harbors is those California sea lions. You can get a lot of bait on those inside mooring balls. You go onto the inside there, in like fifteen or twenty feet of water. You put your light out at night, and those mackerel will show up. If you and the closer in you get, the better the chance of not having the sea lions. But there's a lot of mackerel and top smelt in there inside of the harbor. The closer you can get to the beach, the better the chance you have of not getting the uh, California sea lions to help you try to catch bait. Because as soon as one of those sea lions swim underneath the light, all the bait's gone. It just boogies. It gets out of there quick. It doesn't like it. It doesn't want to get eaten by the sea lion. So the further you can get in on those mooring balls... And a lot of times this time of year, there's really no one there on the mooring ball. So you go in there and you just tie up to one of the moorings, put your lights on and that bait will find you in there. It makes it real easy. Okay. All right. We have a question from Wyatt. Oh, here's my buddy Wyatt. Wyatt, did you see Kelly gave you a membership because she thinks you're going to stay in school. So we're, she's betting on you, Wyatt. She thinks you're going to stay in school. So she gave you a one-year membership to our website out of the kindness of our heart. All right, he wants to know how does chlorophyll affect the fishing? Okay, that's a great question. Don't forget, everybody that buys a badge, thank you very, very much on Instagram. Thank you very, very much. And uh, it's always a pleasure to get gifts. I really appreciate the gifts. And uh, Liam, thank you very, very much. So listen, here's the deal, gang. 
That chlorophyll is super important. And how do you find chlorophyll? Go to Fish Dope. Fish Dope has the chlorophyll and the teraffin charts, and it's super important if you pay attention to what that, just because the water's warm doesn't mean there's going to be fish in it. The water has to have some type of clarity most of the time. I know Kevin will tell you, Cubby, he fished down here in Cabo for 30-something years. He'll tell you that that yellow fin gets into that dirty water, but nine out of 10 times, it wants some type of clean water. The chlorophyll is what tells you the clarity of the water, if you will. The chlorophyll part of the chart system is going to tell you how good that water looks. What, what, Shems, thank you very much for the badge over here on Instagram. Thank you very, very much. S-M-P-Z-Z-Z. Whoever that is. I'm still answering questions the whole time. So look it. But when they throw some badges or some stars at us or some gifts, I want to make sure I thank them very, very much. So thank you very, very much. These badges mean a lot to me. So does the stars and the gifts. All doggy. Thank you. Wow. Alpha doggy. Thank you very, very much. So the chlorophyll, what they do is they take a satellite picture every day of the ocean. They take it and it shows chlorophyll, it shows terrapin, it shows where the water's the highest parts. All this stuff matters when you're looking at this chart and you're trying to put together a plan and you're trying to figure out which way the fish are headed and why are they going that way, especially as we start to get into the July, August, September months when the bluefin, the yellowfin, and the dorado and everything starts to show up in Southern California. It's all about the chlorophyll. And the terrafin, just because water's warm, if it's dirty, they're not going to be in it. So the chlorophyll is what's going to show you the clarity of the water, the cleanliness, like are the clean cleanness of the water. And what we're talking about is that cobalt blue looking water, the water that's like a purple blue color. That's primo water, and you can start to distinguish these things with the chlorophyll, and then you're going to see, okay, there's the clean water. Now, where's the edge where the cold water touches the warm water? And sometimes the edge might be a degree, might be a half a degree. That's all it's going to take for those fish to stack up on the edge. Same with the clean water and the dirty water. There's an edge where the two touch, especially right now with all the runoff, you're really going to see it. It's very predominant. The clean water and the dirty water and the chlorophyll charts, you're going to see it all from the runoff of the rivers, from all this all this rain we've had over the last few months. So hopefully that makes sense. Why? Hopefully that helps you a little bit in that way. And gang, if any of this makes sense, if any of this, I show you on my website how to read the charts and how to make sense out of the charts and how to make it all make sense. And where do you find all this? At yoursaltwaterguide.com. Go to yoursaltwaterguide.com, gang, for a whopping $9.99 a month. You're going to have all the information you need. But right now, we're giving 14 days free. You sign up. If you call me, I'll just sign you up. You don't even have to put in your credit card. I'll give you your 14 days free. for nine. You already know my number. It's posted everywhere on every bathroom wall in America, right, baby? Everybody knows my number. Call me anytime. I'll sign you up right away to the website. I'll get you 14 days free. I don't need your credit card. I just need you to not be afraid to call me. All right. All right. We've got another question. This is from Alfie. Okay. And Alfie Doggy. He wants to know what your favorite casting convention, a reel up to 30 pounds from 
Okay. We were talking about the Makaira series reels yesterday from Akuma. Just one second. Stay right here with me. I'm going to show you. <laughs> one second. Stay there. All right. So I got this Tesoros. I love this Tesoro series reels from, from Akuma. Star drag. We, I was asked this question yesterday by one of our members after the show. Hey, Dave, I thought you always talk about star drag. Yesterday, we were talking about the Makaira series reels. and Those are used for trolling. 99.9% .9 of the time, we're using them for trolling. But when we're just going to be jig fishing, when we're just going to – are the Makaira series will work good for knife jigs or flat fall or uh, uh, carnata lure fishing, something where you're dropping the lure up straight up and down. That's where that Makaira series. But when you're going to be casting like you just asked, Alfie just asked, I'm going to use the Star Drag, the Tesoro 5, the Tesoro 10, or the Cortez 5 or the Cortez 10 with the star drag because of the fact that it's much lighter, easier to handle. Castability is incredible. When you take that lever drag out of it, the spool's going to spin so much smoother, so much quicker. That's why I love the Tesoro brand reel because these is old school star drag. These things are bulletproof. They stand up to pretty much everything that swims. This is what I'm going to use. This is what I do use. If you watch my videos, I use Tesoros and Cortez all the time when I'm casting. So hopefully that helps. And now I'm going to use those up. I got 65 pound braid on this one right here. And I'm using 65 pound. I'll use them right up to 65. As far as 30 goes, yeah, they work fine. All right. All right. This is from Tim and he wants to know what's the best time to get. See you, Chrissy. In, in La Jolla. The best time to catch yellowtail in La Jolla is starting to become early spring, late winter, especially this year with all the squid we're going to have in the cold water. You're going to have to pay attention to this La Jolla thing. And there's some com there's some really gnarly dudes that fish there that, that believe in their heart for some strange reason that they actually own La Jolla. I don't know how it happened, but they believe in their heart. They own La Jolla. They are screaming, yelling, losing their flipping mind when you come in there to look around and see if you can find a yellowtail. Remember, we're teaching a kinder, softer, gentler way to fish. So that La Jolla thing's tough. Be careful there, but it's going to depend a lot on that squid. There's going to be a lot of squid there this winter, and there's going to be a lot of guys fishing. You're going to have to just pay attention to the game plans and see when that starts to happen, or you're going to have to go out there and look around on your own. And it's going to be from the kelp line at La Jolla to probably out to 150, 200 feet of water. You're going to look for bird schools. You're going to look for those squid nests. You're just going to look for any type of commotion. A lot of guys, the beginning of the season, start getting bit slow trolling mackerel, cruising around the edges of the kelp there at La Jolla. The problem is when they're slow trolling those mackerel, they start to accidentally slide into some of the guys that own La Jolla and they get too close and then it all holy heck breaks loose. Just be careful. Those guys that own La Jolla, they are very, very brutal human beings. They're not kind at all, not in any way, shape or form. And you guys, there a couple of them watch our show. You know who I'm talking about. All right. All right. Here we go. That's, that's, Another question. This question came in, but I, they didn't give their name. 
You got to give us your name if you want to win the shirt. Uh, do you do charter trips? Okay. I did for 48 years. I ran charters for 48 years. I took people fishing for 48 years. And it, it allowed me to learn how to fish at a different level. I did it at a very, very high level. I took people fishing for a very, very long time. I do not do that anymore. I know people that will. I know people that can take you fishing on their boats, but I don't do it anymore. I, I did it. I did it and I don't do it anymore. I'm just at that point in my life where I make videos now. I do the shows. I do all that stuff, but I don't take people fishing for a living anymore. There's plenty of really good guys out there I can set you up with, but no, I don't do it for a living anymore. Okay. All right. We got another question. We have another question from Jack, and he is uh, asking, what's your best fishing trip of all time? Well, Jack, we were asked that yesterday, too. Anytime I can take children fishing, that's my favorite time always. I love to take children fishing. I, and uh, probably I was thinking about it last night. I do this War Heroes on Water tournament every year. I donate all my time and all my tackle and all my, all my knowledge. And I go and ride on different people's boats with, with them and the war heroes right now. I think between children and taking the war heroes fishing, it's, it's neck and neck. I always am going to say children, but the relationships I've built with these war heroes is absolutely incredible. The way they touch my heart and the things that we've been able to do together as a team and going fishing and having fun. There's, besides taking kids fishing, being with my beautiful wife, Kelly, that's probably my third favorite thing to do is go fishing with the war heroes. They, they are incredible human beings. They've given everything they can that they could, you could possibly give so that I can go fishing and have fun for a living and do these kind of shows because of these guys. So I guys and girls then I can't give back enough I cannot give back enough so I don't know that's probably those war hero trips that we've done the last five years they're pretty spectacular okay another question this one's from Dave Hill and he uh wants hey to, Dave he wants to know which way let's see way do we store our rods with no reels on them. How do you store your rods with no reels on them? Oh, well, all my rods are sitting right here above my closet. They're all laid out flat. All my rods, I never leave the reels on them. As soon as I'm done fishing for the day, the first thing I do is break down my rods and reels. I put all my, I rinse all my reels off right away. I take them off the rods, clip all the garbage off because I'm going to be, Rigging a totally different way the next time I go fishing. I don't know what the bait's going to be like. I don't know what we're going to be. I have no idea what I'm going to fish for the next day, even if it's the next day. But I'm breaking the rods down. I'm rinsing the reels off. Then I'm throwing them in my backpack. All my reels are not on rods. And I know most of you keep your rods and reels hooked up together. I don't. I take everything apart every trip. Rinse everything off real good. A lot of you will find out this part of your reel right here is just caked in salt because you can't get the salt off of here when you leave it on your rod the whole time. The corrosion is incredible. Take the reels off your rods. Just give them a quick rinse underneath. 
put this in your bag with the towel inside your backpack. And then I take the rods and I rinse them off real quick, pick the scales off, and then we store them standing. Normally I don't stand mine up. I lay them down that way. Cause if you stand them up on the wall or in a corner, you're putting like a permanent bend in it. It's always bent up against the wall or in the corner. I like my rods to lay out flat. One of my old buddies that built rods for a living showed me that Dave Burris. Leave them flat. Don't leave them laying up on the wall because a lot of the old rods too will keep that permanent bend in them. I'm not so sure on how this whole new thing works, but Dave Burris showed me a long time ago when we were young, you leave these rods flat and lay them out on the roof or lay them out above my closet works phenomenal. All right. All right. Read this very from Darren Owen. All right, Darren. I'm Darren, all your students. Woo! Awesome picture of Yellowfin. Yeah, buddy. Thank you very much, Darren, for listening at PE right now. All of you guys, stay in school. Then you can follow your dreams. You can do like I do, make bitching videos, talk to people every single day, follow your dream. Whatever your dream is, don't give up on your dream. Everybody told me when I was young, oh, no one will ever listen to you, Captain Dave. You're just talking and no one's going to ever listen to you. Gang, I get a million views every two days. Somebody's listening to me. Kids, don't let anybody steal your dreams. Darren, you're an awesome teacher. Thanks for letting them listen to me every single day. And the picture that one of your students drew you a phenomenal picture of a yellowfin tuna. Congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing. Gang, it's so important to keep the dream alive with the children. Thank you, Darren. That means a ton to me. Gang, I hope I see you guys at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. Show up. I have free stuff all the time. What else do we got, baby girl? Okay, no more questions, gang. I don't know. You guys are sleeping today or what's up? But uh, today is a short show. It's only 1 or 12.30. Anybody, last set, chance. Last chance for a question. Last chance. Last chance. Going. Come on, Kelly girl. Who are we giving away the shirt to today? Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know. Kelly girl's got to pick somebody. She's got to pick somebody. Let's go with uh, uh, Alfie. Alfie. Alfie, you just won the shirt. I'm just reading something. Alfie, you just won the shirt. Great. Phenomenal. You need to send Kelly your shirt size and your address. Dave Burris, you can find out how to find squid at my website at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Tell Kira I said hello. I got to go find that picture of her holding that big bonita when she was like, I don't know, seven, six. Gang, thank you very much. We will be back with you Friday, tomorrow. Text the show Friday. We're going to finish out the week with text the show. And then we have a special guest on Tuesday's show. We're going to start running some special guests in on the show. We're going to bring in a really special guest on Tuesday. Gang, have a great day. Turn off the news. Remember, they're all lying. There's only one place you're ever going to get the truth, and that's from your saltwater guy, Captain Dave Hansen. I will be here with you tomorrow. Kelly, girl, say goodbye to everybody. You want to answer one more? Okay, one more question. One more. This is from uh, Steve. Uh, Steve 
wants you to would like for you to explain documentation needed to fish in Mexico offshore like Coronados and uh, and tow your boat to Mexico. Okay. Steve's asking how to do Mexico, how to fish in Mexico, how to do the whole Mexico thing. Listen, it's not that hard. If you're going to fish from San Martin Island up to the Mexican border inside of 12 miles, you have to have an FM. You have to, or excuse me, you have to have your passport and you have to have a park pass and you have to have a Mexican fishing license. You can get all of those. It's kind of a wristband is the park pass because this is a, it's now known as a park, the inner part of Mexico, 12 miles off the beach, all the way down to San Martin Island. And it's super important. And you can go onto uh, the PESCA website, PESCA.com. And that's where you get your Mexican fishing license. You get your permits. They're, they're going to mail them to you. They're a wristband. I'm not sure where you can get them in San Diego. I know you used to be able to get them at the landings. I don't think they have them there anymore. So I know you have to get that. Mexican insurance is a must. And then if you're going to bring your boat into Mexico and fish down there on the trailer, if you're going to come into Mexico and bring your boat down, fish off a trailer, you have to have a tip, a temporary importation permit. All these things are super important. All these things are what they're looking for. But listen, people go, oh, I can't believe they're doing all that. You know what we do not do? We do not allow them. We do not allow the Mexican citizens to come and fish in the United States. There's no permits for them. There's no way for them to get it. There's no way for them to have it all. We are blessed that they allow us to come into their country. And it's not, it's, it's not a right, it's a privilege. And you have to understand that and you have to follow their laws because it's their country. So just remember that, have total respect, go to the pesca.com website, follow the simple rules. And I know you have to have a tip, a temporary importation permit. You have to have a Mexican fishing license. You have to have your passports on you. As far as the boat permit goes, that's what the tip is going to be. The temporary importation permit, that's your tip. As far as like going from San Diego down to fish the Coronados or something like that, that's going to require the, uh, the wristbands that you're going to get off the PESCA website. But you don't need the tip. Because that you're not using a port. You're not actually coming in and out of a port. But if you go to Ensenada and you tie your boat up there, you better have your tip. Now, they may not check this time. They may not have ever checked you, and I don't care. I'm just, he asked me what you need. I can't tell you what you do. I don't care. But if they ever board you or if they ever ask you the question and you don't have your tip, you might want to go, well, you know what? I don't want to play by the rules and just understand they're going to take your boat and it's their right to take their, your boat because you're in their country. So don't be a potato head or a booger eater. Follow the simple rules. It's a privilege to fish down here in Mexico. It's not a right. It's a privilege and treat it that way and treat the, the Mexican people with the utmost respect because they are allowing you to fish in their country. So stop being a baby 
understand and follow the rules. It's very, very simple. It's very easy, but you just got to follow the rules. All right. Any more? Good. Okay. Gang, thank you very much. As usual, I appreciate everything. Check us out. Those of you on Spotify, Apple, and Mega, make sure you send in your questions this afternoon and we'll answer them tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Check out the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. If you're tired of sucking at fishing and you're tired of eating your boogers, then get on my website and you'll never have to eat your boogers again. All right. See you. Do, 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 do.